ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله سورة النسكشن والامام البربهاري ساز واعلم ان الدين العتيق ما كان من وفاة رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إلى قتل عثمان بن عفان رضي الله عنه وكان قتله أول الفرقة وأول الاختلاف فتحاربت الأمة وتفرقت واتبعت الطمع والأهواء والميل إلى الدنيا فليس لأحد رخص في شيء احدثه مما لم يكن عليه أصحاب رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أو يكون رجل يدعو إلى شيء أحدثه من قبله أو من قبل رجل من أهل البدع فهو كمن أحدثه فمن زعم ذلك أو قال به فقد رد السنة وخالف الحق والجماعة وأباح البدع وهو أضر على هذه الأمة من إبليس Here now, Al-Imam Al-Barbahari, rahimahullah ta'ala, mentions, know that the ancient religion is how it was from the death of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, till the death of Uthman ibn Affan, radiyallahu anhu. The ancient religion is how it was. From the death of the Prophet ﷺ till Uthman anhu, His murder was the beginning of sectarian dissension and the start of disagreements. So the Ummah fought among themselves and split, followed greed and desires and inclined towards this world. There is no permit for anyone to do anything which has been introduced newly, which the companions of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, were not upon. There is no permission for anyone to do anything new which the companions of the Prophet وسلم, were not doing. Nor for any man to call to anything innovated before him by people of innovation. It is not permissible for anyone to call to give da'wah to anything outside of what is in the revelation, to give da'wah to any innovation brought about by any of the innovators. So anyone who claims that or speaks according to it has rejected the sunnah, opposed the truth and the jama'ah, and has made innovations lawful. He is more harmful to the ummah than iblis. Sheikh Rabi'ah, hafizahullah ta'ala mentions here, قال, that the author said, وَاعْلَمْ أَنَّ الدِّينَ الْعَتِيقِ مَا كَانَ مِنْ وَفَاتِ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمْ إِلَىٰ قَتْلِ عُثْمَانِ بْنِ عَفَّانِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ Know that the ancient religion, it was as it remained 
from the death of the Prophet ﷺ, it remained up until the killing of Uthman ibn Affan radiyallahu anhu. بَلْ مَا كَانَ فِي حَيَاتِ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم مَا كَانَ فِي حَيَاتِ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ الشَّرِيفَةِ مُنذُ أَوْحَى مُنذُ أَوْحَى اللَّهُ إِلَيْهِ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ إِلَى وَفَاتِهِ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ وَبَعْدَ وَفَاتِهِ خَلَّفَهُ الْخُلَفَاءُ الرَّاشِدُونَ أَبُو بَكْرٍ وَعُمَرَ وَعُثْمَانَ وَعَلِيٍّ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمْ so this religion, it was upon the upright way during the lifetime of the Prophet ﷺ. And then after the death of the Prophet ﷺ, there was Al-Khulafa'ul Rashidun, the rightly guided caliphs, Abu Bakr and Umar and Uthman and Ali, radiyallahu anhum. Aydan, Hayat Ali kana fiha khair, wa kanat khilafa rashidah. واستفدنا منه كثيرا من فقهه وعلمه لا سيما في أحكام الخوارج رضي الله عنه and even after the time of Uthman رضي الله عنه then even during the khilafah of Ali رضي الله عنه then the sheikh says it was very beneficial in terms of what we learned during the khilafah of Ali رضي الله عنه of how to deal with the khawarij for example how to deal with the Khawarij and this deviant group of the Khawarij. That was one example of something that was learned from the practice of Ali radiallahu anhu during his time. So, during the time of the uh, Al-Khulafa, then the Quran, the Sunnah, it persisted till the death of Uthman radiallahu anhu upon what it was. But then, after the murder of Uthman, radiyallahu anhu, that's when the differences started to appear. So the Sheikh says, فَالْأُمَّةِ يَعْنِ اسْتَفَادَتْ مِنْ فِقْهِ عَلِي radiyallahu anhu. The Ummah benefited from the fiqh of Ali radiyallahu anhu. وَعَدَالَتُهُ and his upright character. وَانْسَافُهُ and his justice towards these foolish individuals at his time. الخوارج. So the way that Ali radiallahu anhu behaved towards the Khawarij at his time, those foolish individuals, the way that he behaved towards them, then we learned a lot of fiqh from the dealings of Ali radiallahu anhu with the Khawarij. فخلافة علي خلافة نبوة وهو يدخل في الخلفاء الراشدين ويستفاد من فقهه وعلمه رضي الله عنه فهو يفسر لنا العتيق بهذا وسمعتم أن الدائرة أوسع وكان قتله أول الفرقة So when Uthman رضي الله عنه was murdered that was the beginning of the separation and the splitting بِقَتْلِ عُثْمَانِ جَاءَتِ الْفِرْقَةِ So when Uthman رضي الله عنه was killed, that's when the differing appeared. وَكَانَ عُمَرْ رضي الله عنه سَدَّا مَنِيعًا فِي وَجْهِ الْفِتَنِ عُمَرْ رضي الله عنه was a strong blockade stopping any of that fitan coming, any of the trials and tribulations coming. وَلَمَّا قُتِلَ حَصَلَتِ الْفِرْقَةِ 
واتسعت يعني نشأ أهل الشر في آخر خلافة عثمان هنا وهناك so after عمر رضي الله عنه then these issues began to appear and these differences and these people of evil started to spread at the time of the Khilafa of Uthman anhu, and towards the end of the time of Uthman anhu, these groups were spreading because at that time now in the Khilafa of Uthman anhu, the third Khalifa then Islam had spread to many countries and the geographical region of Islam was wide by now so amongst them now in these locations and geographical regions some of these foolish individuals started to appear and spread. وَدُخُولُ السُّفَهَاءَ وَالْرِعَاءَ تَحْتَ رَايَةِ الْإِسْلَامِ وَدُخُولُ مِثْلُ زِنْدِيقِ بْنُ سَبَعَ الَّذِي كَادَ لِلْإِسْلَامِ فَمَا دَخَلَهُ إِلَّا كَيْدًا لِلْإِسْلَامِ So these people started to enter into Islam or they were within that fold, within that geographical region, these foolish ones, and some of them, they only entered into Islam to plot and plan against Islam, like Ibn Sabah. Entered into Islam openly to plot and plan against Islam. So he made the plans and he incited the people upon the tribulations against Islam until that led to the killing of Uthman radiallahu anhu. وَبَعْدَهَا وَقَعَ السَّيْفِ الَّذِي قَالَ عَنْهُ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ إِذَا وُضِعَ السَّيْفِ عَلَى أُمَّتِي لَمْ يَرْفَعْ عَنْهَا إِلَى يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ And the Prophet ﷺ mentioned, if the sword is placed upon my ummah, then it will not be raised up until the day of judgment. So that was mentioning this now. The sword, it was the killing of Uthman radiallahu anhu. So when that occurred, then the trials and the tribulations and the splitting and the people of innovation started to appear. So the killing of Uthman was the first splitting which occurred thereafter. كان ذلك تحقيقا لما أخبر عنه الرسول عليه الصلاة والسلام وهذا من معجزاته عليه الصلاة والسلام. So this is from the miracles of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم that just as he mentioned it occurred with the murder of Uthman and then the splitting of the people and the people of innovation coming. وقد كان أو وكان قد بشر عثمان بأنه يدخل الجنة على بلوى تصيبه. وَالْبَلْوَى هِيَ تَسَلُّطُ هَؤُلَاءِ عَلَيْهِ ثُمَّ قَتْلُهُ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ The Prophet ﷺ had said to Uthman رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ He had given him the glad tidings that you will enter paradise upon or after a great trial overcomes you. And that trial it was these foolish individuals who came and they took that authority and they killed Uthman رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ وَأَوَّلُ الْإِخْتِلَافِ So the beginning of the differing started then. نَشَأَتْ فِكْرَةُ الْخَوَارِجِ The ideology of the khawarij started to appear. وَفِكْرَةُ الْرَوَافِضِ And the ideology of the rafidah began to appear. وَالْغَالِيَ مِنْهُمُ الَّذِينَ أَلَّهُ عَلِيًّا And the extreme Shia, the ones who began to say that Ali رضي الله عنه is Allah the ones who began to say that there is uluhiyya a type of godship he is a type of god that's what they began to say about Ali radiallahu anhu thumma ba'da thalik sarat tahduthu fi kulli zaman 
bid'ah min al bid'ah. Then after that, in every time as the years went by, new innovation started to appear. المختار ابن أبي عبيد وهي امتداد للسبيئة أو للسبئية وجاءت بدعة القدرية ثم بدعة الجهمية So all of these different types of innovations then started to appear The Sheikh mentions from the famous ones the قدرية, the جهمية All of these different groups of deviations started to appear then At the time of Uthman رضي الله عنه and after the killing of Uthman radiallahu anhu فتحاربت الأمة وتفرقت so then at that time the Ummah they started to fight amongst themselves and they split إذن المقياس للحق هو ما كان عليه الرسول وخلفائه الراشدون therefore the criteria the criteria to understand what the truth is the criteria to understand what the truth is is what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was upon and what the righteous al-khulafa uh, were upon after him. وَبَعْدَ الْإِخْتِلَافَاتِ الَّتِي أَخْبَرَ عَنْهَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ سَأَسَلَّمُ الْمَرْجِعْهُمْ هَأُولَاءِ And after this differing occurred amongst the people, the differing occurred amongst the people, then where do we return to? As it was mentioned, the return, the reference, is to the Prophet ﷺ and the Sahaba, the Salaf. وَأَحْدُهُمْ الْمُنِيرِ الَّذِي كَانُوا فِيهِ عَلَى الْحَقِّ And to return back to their time, to look back to the time of the Salaf, where they were upon that righteous and upright truth and way. وَكَانَتْ كَلِمَتُهُمْ وَاحِدَةٌ And they were united upon one speech. لَاخْتِلَافَ بَيْنَهُمْ فِي الْعَقِيدَةِ وَلَا الْمَنْهَجِ وَلَا شَيْءٍ There was no difference amongst them. Between the companions, not in aqidah, not in manhaj, in anything. They were united upon one way. إِلَّا مَا وَرَدَ مِنْ بَعْضِ الْإِشْتِهَادَاتِ الَّتِي قَالَ فِيهَا رَسُولَ سَلَّمْ مَنْ اِشْتَهَدَ فَأَصَابَ فَلَهُ أَجْرًا وَمَنْ اِشْتَهَدَ فَأَخْطَهَ فَلَهُ أَجْرًا وَاحِدٌ The only issues that you may see are these fiqh issues where they differed amongst themselves, where there was uh, differences of ishtihad between the companions, and that we've already mentioned, whichever one made that ishtihad and got it right is two rewards. And whoever made the ishtihad and came to an incorrect conclusion is still one reward. So otherwise, then there is no differing at all between the companions, there is no disunity. Rather, they were all united upon the truth, they were all united upon the one correct way. So sometimes they might have differences of opinion on certain issues they make ijtihad on. From the types of issues where you can do ijtihad in. And aqidah, like we said, is not one of those. So they did not have any differences in the usul, in the principles, in the aqidah. There was no difference in those. But some of these other issues, what you may term as the fiqh issues, there was ijtihad and they may come to different conclusions. Lakin. واجب الأمة في هذه الاختلافات أن يحكم الله ورسوله في هذه الاختلافات. But the obligation upon this ummah is that they must make the differences be determined by Allah and His Messenger, i.e., the judgment to be from the Quran and the Sunnah, 
And that is as we've been commanded in the Quran, فَإِن تَنَازَعْتُمْ فِي شَيْءٍ فَرُدُّوهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَالرَّسُولِ That if you differ over something, you have some difference, then return it back to Allah and the Messenger. وَكَانَ الصَّحَابَةُ وَكَانَ الصَّحَابَةُ مَنْ ظَهَرَ لَهُ الْحُجَّةُ رَجَعَ عَنْ رَأِيهِ And when the companions made ijtihad and they came to different conclusions, when the evidence was shown to them, when the evidence became clear to them, if some of them or one of them had made an ijtihad which was different to that, he would come back from that ijtihad, he would retract. This was the way of the companions, they would follow the evidences. So if that occurred, they would retract and they would come back to the truth and to what the evidence indicated. And it's mentioned, وَكَانَ عُمَرْ وَقَّافًا عِنْدَ كِتَابِ اللَّهِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ Umar رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ He was somebody who would stick to the texts, stick to the Qur'an. The evidences of what was mentioned, he would stick to that and cling to that. وَلَمَّ اخْتَلَفُوا فِي قَضِيَّةِ قِتَالِ أَهْلِ الرِّدَّةِ رَجَعَ النَّاسُ كُلُّهُمْ عَلَى رَأْسِ مْعُمْرِ إِلَى رَأْيِ أَبِي بَكَرِ وَلِرَأْيِ أَبِي بَكَرِ مَا يَسْنُدُهُ مِنْ كِتَابِ اللَّهِ وَسُنَّةِ رَسُولِهِ So when they differed over whether to fight the apostates, all of the people they returned back to the opinion of, Umar, of Abu Bakr. Even Umar radiallahu anhu returned back to the opinion of Abu Bakr and they followed the opinion of Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu which was an opinion derived from the Quran and the Sunnah. So therefore the companions were united and they did not differ. But then after that, after the death of Uthman radiallahu anhu, the Ummah started following their desires started following what they wanted, started following their desires. And that is how the Prophet ﷺ mentioned, وَالَّذِي نَفْسِ بِيَدِهِ By the one whom my soul is in his hand, مَا الْفَقْرُ أَخْشَى عَلَيْكُمْ It is not poverty I fear upon you. It is not poverty I fear upon you. وَإِنَّمَا أَخْشَى عَلَيْكُمُ الدُّنْيَا but rather I fear upon you the world. The world. And tubsata alaykum fatanafasuha kama tanafasaha man qablakum fatuhlikukum kama ahlakatum. I fear the world upon you, not poverty. I fear the world upon you that you will all compete over the worldly gains. And it will destroy you. Because of this competition you have to gain the worldly things, then it will destroy you just like it destroyed those who came before you who were competing over the worldly gains. Having the desires for this world, the, the desires that you follow, and that could be from the innovations, it can be from the misguidances, and so these people, they fell into these affairs. They fell into desires and they fell into misguidances and they fell into innovations following their desires. And this, these are the reasons for the differences. That the people followed their desires and they followed innovation 
and they were not just and so the differences occurred dunya, so having the desire for the worldly benefits and the innovations and following your desires all of these things having an inclination towards the worldly benefits money and status and possessions and luxury these types of things and innovation and desires that is what led to the splitting between the people فَلَيْسَ لِأَحَدٍ رُخْصَ فِي شَيْءٍ أَحْدَثَهُ مِمَّا لَمْ يَكُنْ عَلَيْهِ أَصْحَابُ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وسلم. Nobody has permission to do anything new, to innovate, to bring about anything new which the companions of the Prophet ﷺ were not upon. No one has the right to bring about anything new, to innovate something new which the Prophet ﷺ's companions were not upon. بَيَّنَ الْمُؤَلِّفُ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهُ مُوجِبَاتِ اتِّبَاعِ أَصْحَابِ رَسُولِ اللَّهُ وَمَا كَانُوا عَلَيْهِ The author is telling us what it necessitates when you say you are following the Salaf. When you say you are following the Salaf, you are following the companions, then it necessitates that you must be upon what they were upon and not innovate and bring about new things yourself. وَالْأَسْبَابُ الَّتِي تَمْنَعُ الْعَاقِلِ الَّذِي يُرِيدُ وَجْهَ اللَّهُ وَالدَّارَ الْآخِرَةِ مِنْ اتِّبَاعِ مِنْ هَؤُلَاءِ حَالُهُمْ مِنَ الْفُرْقَ وَالتَّشَتُّتْ وَالتَّنَافُسَ عَلَى الدُّنْيَا وَالتَّقَاتُ الْعَلَيْهَا فَهَؤُلَاءِ لَا يَرْجِعُ لَهُمْ إِنَّمَا so the intelligent person who wants the hereafter and he wants sincerity in what he does, then he does not follow these types of people. You do not follow these people who are upon their desires, these people who are upon misguidance, these people who are upon innovation, these people who are upon competing over the worldly benefits. They are not the types of people that you follow. The one who is intelligent and he is sincere and he wants the hereafter, then you follow the Sahaba, the Salaf, and you look to their time period. قال أو يكون رجل يدعو إلى شيء أحدثه من قبله أو من قبلي أو من قبلي رجل من أهل البدع. And there is no permission for anybody to follow any innovation that he has invented or anyone else has invented. You cannot follow the innovations and the desires whether it is something you have brought about yourself or it is something that was brought about by someone else following the innovations and the desires then it is not permissible whatsoever. Whether the person himself is the innovator the one who brings about the new things or he is following somebody else who brought about the innovation or the new affair. It is not permissible for him to remain upon this evil. And it is not permissible for anyone to follow him upon that misguidance. And it is not permissible for anyone to call to any innovation or newly invented matter that he has brought about or to call to any newly invented matter that someone else has brought about. بَلْ نَدْعُوا إِلَىٰ سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ Rather we call to the path of Allah وَسَبِيلِ الْحَقِّ 
and to the path of truth. أُدْعُوا إِلَى سَبِيلِ رَبِّكَ بِالْحِكْمَةِ وَالْمَوْعِذَةِ الْحَسَنَةِ وَجَادِلْهُمْ بِالَّتِي هِيَ أَحْسَنَةِ Call to the path of your Lord with wisdom and with good admonition and debate with them or discuss with them in a manner which is better. is to Allah. You are calling the people to a tawheed, to the religion of Allah, and to His path, and to the path of that which the Prophet ﷺ was upon and his companions were upon. وَلَا نَدْعُوا إِلَى شَيْءٍ أَحْدَثَهُ النَّاسِ كَائِنًا مَنْ كَانَ هَذَا الْمَحْدِثِ And we do not call we do not invite the people to something someone has invented or made up new, whoever that person might be. Because the religion has been completed. So we have no need for any additions in the religion. As Allah mentioned, الْيَوْمَ أَكْمَلْتُ لَكُمْ دِينَكُمْ وَأَتْمَمْتُ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعْمَةِ وَرَضِيتُ لَكُمْ الْإِسْلَامَ دِينَ that on this day I have completed for you a religion and perfected upon you my blessing and I am pleased with you as Islam for your religion. That is the religion that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has selected for us. That is the religion, the final revelation that overwhelms all of the previous revelations. kamil. So the religion is complete. وَلِهَذَا قَالَ مَالِكْ إِنَّ مَنْ دَعَى إِلَى بِدْعَةٍ فَإِنَّمَا هُوَ مُسْتَدْرَكٌ Whoever calls to an innovation, then it is as if he is filling in the gaps for the Prophet That's what he's claiming. It's as if he is saying there is some addition that I need to add to what the Prophet came with. Some addition that he needs to fill in. As if to claim that the Prophet didn't give us the complete religion. And that's why some of the scholars, they said that whoever innovates, it's as if he's accusing the Prophet ﷺ. He's accusing the Prophet ﷺ that the Prophet ﷺ didn't complete the religion, so we have to make this innovation up to complete the religion. So that is an accusation, and it is false. فَكَأَنَّهُ يَرَىٰ أَنَّ الدِّينَ الَّذِي جَاءَ بِهِ الرَّسُولِ نَاقِسْ So it's as if this person considers, or he thinks, that the religion... The Prophet ﷺ came with, it is deficient. The religion is deficient. That is what he is intending or what he is portraying by saying that he needs to bring about this innovation. And he thinks that he is completing the religion with this innovation. And this will therefore be contrasting, contradicting, going against, clashing with the statement of the a statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that on this day I have completed for you your religion. So the religion is complete. These people who are innovating in the religion who are bringing about new affairs into the religion, then no doubt they will end up leaving 
They will leave that which they have opposed from the religion. They will leave the sunnah meaning. They will leave the truth. And they cling on to their falsehood instead. And they leave the truth. And many of them, وَكَثِيرٌ مِنْهُمْ يُحَارِبُ أَهْلَ الْحَقِّ مِنْ أَجْلِ بَاطِلِهِ وَضَلَالِهِ وَنَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ And many of them, they will fight Ahl-Sunnah in the name of their falsehood and in the name of their misguidance, they will fight against Ahl-Sunnah. وَلِهَذَا يَصِفُ الرَّسُولَ الْبِدْعَى بِأَنَّهَا شَرُّ الْأُمُورِ شَرٌ خَطِيرٌ And that's why the Prophet ﷺ said that innovation is the most evil of affairs. It is from the most dangerous of the affairs. كَانَ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ فِي جُلِّ خُطَبِهِ أَوْ كُلِّهَا يَقُولَ The Prophet ﷺ used to say in the majority of his khutbah, the khutbah that he did on a Friday, in the majority of them, if not all of them, if not all of them, he used to say, أَمَّا بَعَدْ فَإِنَّ خَيْرَ الْحَدِيثِ كَلَامُ اللَّهُ وَخَيْرُ الْهَدِي هَدِيُ مُحَمَّدٍ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَشَرُّ الْأُمُورِ مُحْدَثَاتُهَا وَكُلُّ مُحْدَثَةٍ بِدْعَى وَكُلُّ بِدْعَةٍ ضَلَالًا That the best of speech is the speech of Allah and the best of guidance is the guidance of the Prophet ﷺ and the most evil of the affairs are the newly invented affairs and every newly invented affair is an innovation and every innovation is a misguidance فَوَصَفَهَا بِالْمُحْدَثَاتِ وَبِأَنَّهَا شَرُّ الْأُمُورُ وَأَنَّهَا ضَلَالَاتِ So the Prophet ﷺ described them as newly invented affairs. Described them as newly invented affairs. And that they are evil, these innovations. And that they are misguidance. And in another narration, every misguidance is in the fire. وَكُلُّ ضَلَالَةٍ فِي النَّارِ and this is an authentic addition as a Shaykh al-Albani rahimahullah ta'ala mentioned. فَمَنْ زَعْمَ ذَلِكَ أَوْ قَالَ بِهِ فَقَدْ رَدَّ السُنَّةَ وَخَالَفَ الْحَقَّ وَالْجَمَعَ وَأَبَاحَ الْبِدَعَ So whomsoever claims that, bringing about these new affairs etc., then he has opposed and rejected the truth and the sunnah and the jama'ah. He has rejected the sunnah and opposed the truth and the jama'ah if he's going to bring about his innovations and newly invented matters and he has made innovation permissible he has made innovation allowable by saying it's okay to bring about these newly invented matters the shaykh says maybe sometimes not only do they make bid'ah allowable they actually make it obligatory. The people of innovation come along and they tell you that this particular bid'ah of theirs, it's an obligation, you have to do it. It's a wajib act of obedience. And in reality, it's an innovation. So some of them, they come and they tell you their innovations are obligations upon you. And he may make it an obligation and view that it is the truth. بَلْ يُكَفِّرُ مَنْ خَالَفَهُ He may even do takfir upon somebody who opposes him. Meaning, 
he may declare that person to be a disbeliever if he does not do his innovation. A person doesn't follow his innovation, then he will say that person is a kafir in that case. To that level, some of the people of innovation they went. And this is something which happened from the khawarij and the jahmiyyah and their likes. They would bring about very great innovations into the religion. Innovations and misguidances that oppose the Quran and the Sunnah. And they call to them. And they will declare whoever doesn't accept these innovations of theirs as kuffar. And so this is the reason why the Prophet ﷺ termed it as misguidance. Then he states, وَهُوَ أَضَرُ عَلَى هَذِهِ الْأُمَّةِ مِنْ إِبْلِيسِ That it is more harmful to this ummah than Iblis itself. That type of person. هذه العبارة قال مثلها شاطبي وقال هذا الإمام كما تسمعون وقال غيرهم أبو الفضل الهمداني وتلميذه ابن عقيل وتلميذه ابن جوزي قالوا أهل البدع والكذابون أضروا على الإسلام من أهل الإلحاد وفسروا ذلك بما معناه أنهم كمن يهدم البيت من داخله ثم بعد ذلك يفتح الباب للعدو فيدخل هذا البيت فهم يهدمون في بيت الإسلام ويخربون فيه ويفسدون So here he mentions gives examples of why these people of innovation are more harmful upon this ummah than Iblis himself. Consider this statement how the people of innovation are more harmful upon this ummah than Iblis. That is the statement of Imam al-Barbahari. Nowadays, if you make a statement like that, then they all come screaming and shouting at you. You people mutashaddidun, you people harsh, you people madkhalis, you people this, you people that. This is what they say to you. This is the statement of Al-Imam Al-Barbahari, but not only Al-Imam Al-Barbahari. Sheikh Rabia says this same statement or very similar phrasing to it has also been mentioned by Al-Imam Al-Shatibi. Also by Abu al-Fadl al-Hamadani and his student Ibn Aqil and his student Ibn al-Jawzi. All of these great scholars, they mention this type of phrasing. That the people of innovation, these individuals who innovate and bring about these new affairs, they are more dangerous than Iblis. Why? The Shaykh explains. Because all of these scholars, they said, all of these scholars, they said, the people of innovation and the liars... Ahlul Bid'i wal Kathabun. This is the statement of all of these scholars. The people of innovation and the liars, they are more harmful upon Islam than the Ahlul Ilhad. Those people who are uh, disbelievers, basically, disbelievers, they don't accept they are upon Kufr. The people of innovation and the liars are more harmful than them. Why? Because they gave the explanation and they said, it is like the people of innovation are 
they are destroying the house from the inside somebody from the inside an insider he destroys the house from the inside then after that he opens the door and lets the enemies in as well that is the example of the people of innovation they are from inside destroying islam and opening up the door for the outsiders and the enemies to enter and this is exactly what you see from the likes of the khawarij nowadays the khawarij and the takfiris and their likes they are destroying they are destroying the youth they are destroying the people upon their misguidance and they are opening up the doors to the kuffar to come and to have this bad perception of islam and bad image of islam so here the scholars they said the people of innovation they destroy from the inside and not only that they then go and open the door for the outsiders to come in and destroy islam further so they are more dangerous than iblis himself because they ruin and they destroy and they cause corruption and they distort and after all of that they even go and open the door for the enemies to come in from the outside this is the description given of the people of innovation from all of these imams from these great scholars so nowadays if you give that type of description or you mention these types of words this type of speech they all come screaming and shouting you people are so harsh you have no wisdom this is not what salafiya is and the types of people who say this to you they are people who themselves claim to be salafis they themselves claim salafiya but then they'll come and they'll say this type of speech is harsh it's this it's that you can't say it but then when you tell them but the great imams are saying this it's not us then they have no response then they have to say no but it's not the right context and it doesn't apply and then when you say to them so what is the right context when does it apply all those statements from the prophet about the innovations and the evil of innovation and the innovators and the statements regarding uh, the warning from those innovators the statements regarding that a person is upon the religion of his companion so look towards who your companions are these types of narrations you mention them now you say to a person you shouldn't be accompanying such and such a people you shouldn't be going to such and such a place or such and such a center because they are not upon the way of the salaf they are not upon the way of ahl sunnah you shouldn't be accompanying them they are not to be uh, your companions because the prophet said a person is upon the religion of his companions so look towards who your companion is look towards who you take as your friends but if you tell them that now they say no no these statements are not applicable they're the wrong context so then say to them so what is the right context what is the context of the statement of the prophet or these statements of the salaf as well that this uh, a companionship you will be affected by it your religion will be the same as your companions those you love so look towards who your companions are when is it applicable then it's not applicable to us they say this is the lie that they bring and this is the watered methodology and the incorrect methodology they bring while the scholars refute them they come and they say to you it's not applicable so when is it applicable now it's not applicable you can go and hang around whoever you want you can go and sit with the people of innovation go and sit with the people of desires cooperate with them and they will try to find as many statements as they can from the scholars to allow cooperation nobody says you cannot give da'wah this is from their lies as well that they will say you madkhalis you salafis you this you that 
You don't give da'wah to the people of innovation, you cut them off and you throw them away. Nobody says that. Give da'wah to the people. They are commoners, most of them awam. Give them da'wah, give them leaflets, give them books, invite them to the masjid. Who says you don't do that? Nobody says you don't do that. Bring them and give them da'wah, bring them to the gatherings of knowledge. Give them the books of the Salaf, give them the lectures of the scholars. All of that is suitable and good to do to invite the people to the truth. But does that mean you then go and sit and give lectures with them in their masajid? Or go and accompany them and have dinner with them everywhere? And make them your friends even more on top of the Salafis? And take sides with them against the Salafis? You do not do that. You do not go into that type of extremism and that's why you see this argument when they say these statements are out of context. So what is the context then? If they are out of context, tell us where is the correct context. Look towards who your companions are. Do not accompany the people of innovation. Don't go and sit in the masajid of Al-Ikhwan Al-Muslimin giving lectures and telling everybody it's okay, you can come to this mosque, even inviting people from other masajid to come to this masjid of the Ikhwan Al-Muslimin as they do. So when is this applicable then? If this is the wrong context, what is the right context? Was the right context only at the time of the Sahaba then? And nowadays it doesn't apply anymore. We have to cooperate with everybody. And we have to be lenient with everybody. Where have you got this manhaj from? It is not the manhaj of the scholars. So this, you see, these statements are the statements of the scholars talking about the people of innovation. So then he says, لا يأتي العدو إلا وقد انهارت كل المعاني والمعنويات لنفوس المسلمين فيدخل العدو بسهولة وقد تكون هناك الخيانات من بعض الفرق الضالة من الروافض ومن غيرهم فيفتحون الباب فعلا العداء كما فعله الروافض مع التتار إذ نعم So then the Shaykh says that they dilute everything amongst the Muslims, these people of innovation, until the dilution has occurred to such a level that enemies can enter with ease. And some of these groups of misguidance, they may even have certain types of treachery. They are in reality treacherous, just like it is known from history regarding the Rafida and how they behaved when the issue regarding the Tatars, the Tatar, the Tatars, and the Rafida, and what occurred there? They plotted with the Tatars, they plotted in order to destroy the Khilafah, in order to destroy the Islamic lands. So this is something known from these people. So the point of this being, Ana Lamman a Sheikh says, Ana Lamma Nakaltu Hadal al Kalam, Washarahtuhu Wabayantuhu wa inna al Jama'a al Fulaniya Adar Al Muslimina Minalihudu and Nasara Kulna Lao. هذه الجماعة دخلوا في بلاد المسلمين وخربوا فيها فما أحد تهود تهود ولا تنصر في هذه البلدان وإنما صاروا أتباع ضلال لهؤلاء فأضروا بالمسلمين في دينهم ودنياهم على مستوى العالم الإسلامي وهم الإخوان المسلمون. So here the Sheikh gives the example. He says that when I've mentioned this speech to you now and explained it to you. And that such and such a group from the Muslims is more dangerous upon the Muslims than even the Jews and the Christians. We say to them that these groups, they entered into Islam and the Islamic countries and they ruined them. But the Muslims, 
Do you see them becoming Jews or Christians? Do you see that occurring on some mass scale that everybody becomes Jews or Christian from the Muslims? Rather what you see is that these groups of innovation and deviants come and that's where the Muslims all start straying away. The Ikhwanis they come and they come with all of their types of nonsense and misguidance and the common Muslims are led towards them. The Sufis they come, the Tablighis they come. That's where the Muslims end up with. They're not going to go end up becoming a different religion. That is rare. The misguidance is where they fall into the groups of innovation. So that is why it is termed as them, these groups of innovation being more dangerous than the uh, outside enemy. Then after that, وَمَنْ عَرَفَ مَا تَرَكَ أَهْلُ الْبِدْعِ مِنَ Whoever realizes that, whoever realizes what the innovators have abandoned of the sunnah, مَنْ عَرَفَ مَا تَرَكَ أَهْلُ الْبِدْعِ مِنَ وَمَا فَارَقُوا فِيهَا Whoever realizes, when you come to know and you realize what the people of innovation have abandoned from the sunnah and left behind, and you cling on to it, you cling on to it because you know it's the truth, but you realize the people of innovation have abandoned this truth, and they've abandoned these affairs, then you are the person of the truth, you are the person of the sunnah and the jama'ah, the people of innovation have abandoned the truth, and they've abandoned the sunnah, and you've seen what they've abandoned, and they've split away from, but you cling on to that truth, and you stick to it, then you are the person of the sunnah, you are the jama'ah, and so he, that one who sticks to the guidance is the one who should be followed. And he is the one who should be helped and protected. He is the one who the Prophet ﷺ bequeathed, counseled us and told us and advised us that this is the type of person who should be looked after. The one who sticks to the sunnah. So the person who opposes the people of innovation will be guided to the sunnah easily. For example, a person, he opposes the rafidah because he knows the rafidah, they curse the companions. If he opposes the rafidah and abandons them because they curse the companions, then he will be the opposite. He will love the companions. Abandon the people of innovation and what they are upon and you'll be guided to the sunnah. Abandon the rafidah and their curse of the companions and you are left on the other side for the love of the companions. And some of the groups of innovation like the asha'ira, like the jahmiya and others besides them, they say Allah is everywhere. They believe Allah is everywhere. Wallahu yaqul, and Allah says, Ar-Rahmanu ala al-Arsh istawa. Allah is uh, raised above the throne, He rose above the throne. Falhuda fi dhiddima indahum. So the guidance is always in opposition to the people of innovation. Yad'una ghayr Allahi wa dhbihuna li ghayrillah. They call to other than Allah, and they slaughter for other than Allah. Walhuda fi ghayrima indahum. And the guidance is going to be in opposite to what they are in. The guidance will be opposite to what they are in. تَكَلَّمْنَا عَنِ السُنَّةِ فِيمَا سَلَفْ وَفِيمَا مَضَى So the Shaykh says, we've spoken about the Sunnah, that which has passed by. وَالْجَمَاعَةِ هِيَ مَا كَانَ عَلِهِ رَسُولَ سَلَّمْ And the Jama'ah, they are the ones who are upon what the Prophet ﷺ was upon. 
وَأَنَّ مَنْ سَلَكَهَا نَجَا And whomsoever treads upon that way, he will be successful. وَمَنْ خَالَفَ ذَلِكَ هَلَكَ And whoever opposes that will be destroyed. And the Shaykh says we've spoken about Al-Khulafa Al-Rashidun and about their time and how they were the reference point and how it was upon uprightness. But then after the death of Uthman, the splitting it occurred and the people, the innovators, they started to appear. But the one who sticks to the truth, then he is Sahibu Jama'ah and he is Haqiqun and Yutba'ah. He is the one deserving to be followed and deserving to be helped and aided. And that is as Allah said, That indeed this is my straight path, so follow it. And do not follow these other distorted and divergent pathways. Because they will split you away from the path of Allah. So the person of Sunnah, he is the one that you aid. Because Allah said in the Quran, Cooperate with one another upon piety and righteousness. And do not cooperate with each other upon transgression and sin. So the one who cooperates with the people of the truth, then that is the one who is aiding the religion. That is the one who is upon righteousness. And you must guard and protect the people of the sunnah and be with them from against the plots of the enemies. This is what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ordered us with. And this is what he mentioned sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That there will always be a group from my ummah upon the truth. Apparent upon the truth. Nobody will harm them, those who betray them or those who oppose them. No one will harm them until the promise of Allah comes. So that indicates that the people of the truth will remain and they will remain upon that truth till the day of judgment. That is where we'll conclude today and next week we will begin with the next section which talks more about the people of innovation and the principles of the people of innovation and how this ummah was split into different sects. That inshallah will begin with next week at the same time approximately 6.45 p.m. I will conclude that today. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.